Welcome to episode 148 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharpley. Hey! And Matt Cassell. Hey. It is Monday night, April 18th, and tonight we're going to talk all about DC Rebirth. May 25th, they're relaunching their entire line of comic books, and we're going to break down some books, some pricing, some bi-monthly offerings that the distinguished competition has. For the bi-curious? Right. We are incredibly diverse all over the place here. So before we get into diverse comics, housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. An oasis of diversity. McSauce.com, where you can find reviews to the comic books that Paul likes. Uh, the podcast that we so lovingly handcraft every Monday. They're not all comic books that I like. Mm, I feel so like I've been forced to review a handful of stinkers lately. Hmm. Our podcast here, that we, we like our podcast most of the time, I think. I don't think I ever disliked the podcast. Then again, I have a bit of an ego issue. Yeah, anytime, The episodes I don't like are the ones I'm not Any <laughs> Anytime I'm like, uh, you know, I wasn't really feeling it that much. I have to hear it for like three days like, oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't fucking up to your fucking standards. <laughs> so, the podcast that we love, you can find said podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. You can stream it on Podomatic and, and Stitcher. You have to download it on the old iTunes. You can follow us on the Facebook page. We will update you whenever we have technical issues or any kind of problems with the podcast or any updates to all things Mixaw. So follow us on the Facebook page. And if you would like a heaping helping of old classic Mixaw's favorites, Go to exhaustpodcast.libsyn.com and you can check out old favorites like The Sexual Awakening of Lando and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, McSaustober Murder House. Things like that. Classic. That makes me uh, that makes me kind of sad October so far away. It doesn't matter to us, man. We No, it doesn't, but you know, guys. We're going back to the murder house this October. That guy was in... I saw more news from him over the last month. Like, something else went down. Really? Paul, yeah. fill us in. I, I don't know That's all this. I have. I don't, I don't this remember. This is my neighbor we're talking about. And yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't remember what it was. So, yeah. Huge tease, no delivery. If you want to hear about said murder house, episode 123, you can find it in the regular iTunes and Stitcher feed, but you can also go to the classic episode site at the Libsyn page and you can find out about the crazy field trip that we took to the murder house. We also have video up on YouTube. If you search McSauce, you can find the video that we took as we drove around like little girls and filmed and screamed. That was the most scared that I've been as an adult uh, <laughs> probably for five years or the last five years. It's pretty scary. Legitimately scary. Well, the guy had signs around his house that said, Trespassers will be shot in the head. And what did we do? We drove around his house four times. Well, you know, we're going to go back to the murder house. We should also find some other local landmarks to scare the shit out of ourselves. Really? I will not be happy until one of us shits their pants. 
We know local ghost hunters that can point us in the direction of scary places. Mm, I like fun scary, like the murder house. I don't like real shit that's potentially going to follow me home. Yeah, we know some people in the audience that have gone and had some real traumatic experiences with <clears throat> cemeteries and churches and abandoned houses. So for those things, check out uh, a fireside chat on... <laughs> iTunes and Stitcher. Ryan McCormick has a lot of ghost stories about ghouls and goblins. But before we get to the murder house in October, DC's Rebirth is going to be in full swing by then. And it's going to be a murder house of your wallet. So, to me, well, at, at first anyway, until we get six issues into each title and they fucking stink. <laughs> Optimism. That's yeah. That's the kind of optimism that we provide here on the McSauce Comic well, Book Podcast. What DC is doing with their comic book line starting May twenty fifth is they're rebooting everything again. I feel like they got to a point where they realized with the new fifty two, you know what, we are really falling behind. No one likes this stuff. Uh, our numbers are dropping. We really need to shake it up again. Are the numbers dropping? Do we know this for a fact? Because it feels like Marvel clobbers DC all the time, no matter what DC does. Yes. But the launch of the new 52 gave them a nice bump, which wasn't going to last. It's like, you know, opening weekend for a movie. You're not going to sustain that. But, like, since then... I don't know the actual numbers, but all the DC fans that I know, that I talk to, I mean, everyone's like, just just bailing, just dropping different right. books, and it's been this real slow decline. To Now, like, even myself, I'm like, yeah, I get two DC books, where I used to get, like, eight. So, I feel like the, the guys in charge over there have realized, you know what, we, maybe we push this new 52 goofiness a little bit too far we took a little too many risks we alienated a lot of fans by eliminating a lot of different characters uh, a lot of different titles um, and now this is this is a chance to make up for a lot of that we're gonna see some old 2000s characters and storylines be reintroduced we're gonna get the Justice Society of America brought back uh, action comics and detective comics are going to revert to the old numbering where they're going to be back in the 800s. <clears throat> I don't think either one of them got to the 900s. Can numbering before they can before they switched did they? I don't think so either. I mean, action comics it, it, Yeah, they I believe they were both in the 900s. 900s? I believe um, so. I'll I'll confirm that okay. for you. Um does simple renumbering give you confidence that I mean it's yeah. a it's a step in the right direction. Yes, Matt. Yeah, there so Action Comics is gonna be picking back up at nine fifty seven. Oh, just in time for, you know, the one thousandth issue and I guess in what like three and years. And Detective <laughs> was was uh, a little bit behind that. They're picking up at nine thirty four. You know, with Clayface is one of the good guys. I don't understand why they that. ever drop especially these classic titles that have a rich history. Why do you ever drop your numbering that's one of the appeals i think of your title is that it's been around forever yeah like i'm personally i'm a fan of you know longevity and continuity and you know being able to say we've been doing this 
for fucking forever. Even when Old Navy was 10 years old, but they had established in 1994 and all of their shit, I was like, all right, setting a fucking precedent for yourselves. That's a weird right pull, out of the dude. gate. Holy crap. Okay. Big Old Navy performance fleece guy, old school? Uh, no? I don't think I'm really, a, I'm really a fleece guy, but apparently something about Old Navy's... Old Navy's, you know... Established it. This is what we're doing. Established in 94. Go! It resonated. Like so, yeah, that. like, the big numbers on Action Comics and Detective. Like, and I've always been of the mind that if you're if someone's going to get into comics, they're going to get into comics. Like, if, if you don't... If you look at a 904 number book and you're like, oh, that's too much for me, get out. Then don't even bother. Then just get out. We don't want you. If an odd number scares you, if you can't latch on to these characters just because... The first issue that I read of Spider-Man had Wendigo in it. Yeah, I mean, uh, who, it who did. The fuck? It was part it, five. Of it also five. had, like, child molestation. So, you know, I guess that speaks to what I like in comic books, but... You're just going... If you like the characters, if you like the medium, you're just going to latch on to whatever. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you want in, you're going to get in. If not, not. And I, I hate understand. the term jumping off point. Like, go fuck yourself. How about every every book is an opportunity to be a jumping off point for somebody to latch on to the characters, to see the creative team if they have any you kind mean of... jumping on point? Jumping on point, jumping off. You can jumping jump off. Jumping, jump jumping off means I'm quitting the book. You're quitting. Because any book jumping on, is a jumping, jumping off point. Fuck the term jumping on Any point. book written by Robert Venditti is a jumping, jumping off, off point. point. <laughs> which we'll Ju- get to a little bit. Jumping later. on point. That's that's <clears throat> not true. Read Exo Man War. It's really good. I like that we have uh, differing opinions on that. Um, is it Pete Tomasi that also... You like him and you you don't, Matt? You don't the like him? Batman and Robin, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, right? I, it's very pedestrian to me. Yeah. Paul, you're a big defender of his work. Yeah, yeah. Big, Fight. Big pizza mask. No, there's guy. no there's no point in fighting, but um <clears throat> I I think it's interesting that that uh, Robert Venditti is kind of like, you know, public enemy number one on the McSauce comic book podcast because he doesn't write Green Lantern well, according to Paul, well, right? He's my public enemy number one right but i'm not sure that there's another creator on this podcast that gets the ire that that we we dish out on on this uh, guy right i mean I, stop I, saying we it's me okay well i don't talk me as a podcast you're not a team player paul yeah right <laughs> quit being such an individual is there an i in mcsauce i don't think so it's <laughs> terrible um I think that we, as a podcast, give Dan Slott a whole lot of shit. It's well, not that's deserved. Well, it's it it's not current because we have all quit reading Amazing Spider-Man because Dan Slott's fucking and shitty Silver writer, Surfer. right? And Silver Surfer. And Silver Surfer. So I would say that Dan Slott is a more. Um, but 
like egregious offender is he of still perhaps yeah. Spider-Man no. International. I'm not fighting you on this man. I'm just bringing I, up another. Person. I believe that he is. Is that what it's fucking called? I think it's just called the Amazing Spider-Man. Correct. I don't know what it's called. I don't He's, know what it's called. You know, billionaire. Nobody reads Billionaire that. Playboy Peter Parker with flying his car. light up his light up suit. Jesus Christ! Uh, flying so car. Does he um, date a Robert? little person on that too? Oh my! I don't know. I feel like he did. I feel like he did. Right. Right. He when um. I haven't gotten any of this this new renumbered stuff, but whenever Doc Ock was inhabiting Peter's body, he did date a little person. Right, and then Peter Parker came back and was like, "Okay, so this is my life now." I didn't get that far. But There's like, nothing wrong with that. As much as I hate, as much as I hate, you know, diversity and all inclusiveness. <laughs> like I thought that was really neat, because like you is never see. I thought, yeah, I thought it was. Like, you never see little people represented in comics. Like, fucking ever. And I thought that was a really cool spin and a really cool twist to put in that book. It's a shame everything surrounding it's it a, was It's garbage. a shoehorn of all kinds of nonsense into... Like, all everything that happened in Spider-Man is just like, oh, I don't know, I think this would be fun. And I'm the Spider-Man writer forever. He's like a dictator of a nation that we can't fucking unseat can we get dan slot out a revolution we need rebels that's what we need it's like fidel slot that's like trying to get bendis out or dan to deal out it's just not gonna happen maybe one day maybe one day i i'd like to think that spider-man sales aren't what they should be you know the amazing spider-man probably isn't selling the way it should be um you know as much as Brian Michael Bennis wants Miles Morales to be the real new Spider-Man. I truly believe that comic book fans do want Peter Parker to be their Spider-Man, and I think eventually sales are going to reflect that, and that probably will mean new creative teams, but we have to wait a while for that. Um, That's over at Marvel. That is over at Marvel, but what I wanted to say about Robert Vendetti is Diddy, Daddy, whatever. Venditti. Venditti. Like P. Diddy. Robert V. Diddy. But not as talented. Ouch. So It's true. I, I really like what he did on Exo Man and War up to where I read. I'm like I am on pretty much every title wildly behind. But I would like to get caught up. Um I would be interested in seeing what he actually did with Green Lantern. If if I found it as enjoyable as Exo Man or Maybe I could get into Green Lantern because that was never a book that I could really get into outside of Rebirth. Uh, in spite of the fact that I know that Green Lantern has incredible accolades during the the run between, I guess mainly the run between um, Rebirth into the Sinestro War and then into um, Blackest Night. Kind of that that window right there was kind of Green Lantern at its peak. Outside of Rebirth, I just never really enjoyed it that much. So who knows? Maybe you know, Diddy's got the right the right you know formula why? for me. I'm, I don't know why. Because before Rebirth, Green Lantern was a fucking mess. And since Final Night, or I think it was Final Night, whatever that last story Jeff Johns did, since then, it's also been a mess. So you're saying it, it seemed better than it was because of how bad the previous and subsequent versions of Green Lantern War. Yeah. So it really isn't as good as everyone says. Or did oh, no. or Jeff did Jones Jeff Johns did Jeff Johns take all the things that were great about it, 
with other ideas that he had because he added the whole color spectrum of yeah um, he yeah of you know people in the the universe he added all of that he created that from whole cloth so it was a a great idea a great foundation that was laid and Jeff Johns just mm-hmm. built upon that and other people are kind of clumsily handling what he has built well there was no real direction for Green Lantern before Rebirth it was Kyle Rayner and you know as much as like there's a there's a fan base out there that treats Kyle Rayner like the one true Green Lantern but it's a small fan base mm-hmm. you know it's not like it's not like Kyle Rayner's not Bruce Wayne where who's Batman it's Bruce Wayne like there's a lot of people that like Kyle Rayner but no one really knew what to do or how to write Kyle Rayner even now everyone's like well people like this character too there's enough of a fan base we can't kill him but what do we do with him I think the the point that he came into existence he was like a fun young version of a old classic character and the fun of seeing him interact with all you know Batman and Superman that have been used to handling a Green Lantern that's old in the ways of the universe and treating him as like he's he's almost like a sidekick character that's hanging around with these other Justice League characters. Right. That's that's the fun of and Kyle. Well, yeah, and and I can get he that. was introduced, like that was what made Kyle Rayner a really great character. And it came off the back of Wally West kind of um, digging in as the Flash of the universe, but. By the time you get to 2009, Kyle Rayner's been the Green Lantern for over a decade. What do you fucking do with him? He's not the young, you know, novice anymore. He's the Green Lantern. They tried yeah, but, rebooting mean, the Green Lantern Corps. That's and comic killing book the time. Green In comic book time, that's been, you know, 15 days. It, well, no, it wasn't. That wasn't how he was written. He was written like Dick Grayson and Wally West, who... Yeah, they started as Robin Robin and Kid Flash, but eventually, you know, Dick Grayson grows up to be Nightwing, just as respected as Batman. Wally West becomes the Flash. Like, I wrote in my comic post that's going up tomorrow that I bet even Barry Allen fans would be okay if they brought back old, white, red-haired Wally West and killed off Barry Allen. Because, I mean, Wally West is a fucking great character. All on his own. And that's what they did with Kyle Rayner. Wally West grew up, Dick Grayson grew up, and Kyle Rayner grew up. Except Kyle Rayner didn't grow into his own person. He just grew into this more amorphous kind of character that no one really knew how to get a handle on. Mm -hmm. Like, even in Jeff Johns' run, he was was used kind of as an an introductory character to reteach people what Hal Jordan is all about. Do you think that the fact that there's such a long time in between Barry Allen dying and coming back, and there were like 20-some years of story structure that they built around Wally West being the Flash, let people really fall in love, and writers, more importantly, writers have more time to flesh that character out than from... I I, I, I don't know, I can't cite it specifically, but... You know, 95, whenever Hal Jordan goes away till when he comes back in 2002. Yeah, That's and, my guess. And, you know, there is the argument that Wally West had been around since the 80s. 
before, well before Barry Allen died, he was Kid Flash. So we, mm-hmm. we already knew this kid. We already knew who he was, and everyone was comfortable with him growing into that character. And they just kind of plucked Kyle Rayner out of some design school. Right. And, like, at the time, Kyle Rayner was a great addition. He was a fresh face. He was a fresh character. But then he just turned into a character that he didn't have his own... He didn't have his own person. Like, every, everyone can sit down and write who Clark Kent is, who Bruce Wayne is. But everyone wrote Kyle Rayner a little bit differently. And that always hurt those Green Lantern stories between 97 and 2009. And then when Rebirth happened and Hal Jordan came back, then you get a, another definitive, strong character where Hal jo- this is Hal Jordan, this is who he is, this is how everybody writes him. When did the uh, Hal Jordan Rebirth, when did he come back? I forget. I don't know. 2009, exactly. right? 2009. Was it really 09? Was it that late? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, because I had plenty of years to read DC Comics where I just heard I just heard of Hal Jordan. Yeah. They, he was still the Spectre forever. Like, he was in, in Wait, whispered was tones. Are you sure? Wait, now that Are I'm you thinking sure? about it. It might have been a little before. Yeah, might have been. I, I think it's 06. 06. It might be 06. Sorry, fans. We're nitpicking, but I think it was 06. I really It might did. be 06. I could get up and go get it, but I don't feel like it. So... Okay. All right, so let's move to so, the current stuff. Robert Venditti. The problem with Robert Venditti. Jeff Johns did the seminal run. Award-winning run. And Robert Venditti, his first so many issues, his first maybe even six issues, were really good. He had a lot of the tone and the characterizations of the characters from the animated series, which could be the definitive Green Lantern story. Oh, five. Well done, Matt. But after that... You're going to have to get that Green Lantern tattoo lasered off. I'll cut it off later on. Um, But, like, after that, Venditti was like, well, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Like, everything that's become beloved over the last nine years that Jeff Johns was writing this book, out the window, I'm done with it. Like, all the science, all the mythology, all the world building, everything that made Green Lantern a big name again, I'm just going to get rid of all of it. And that's the problem I had with Robert Venditti's run. His Exo Manowar stuff may be great. His first six issues of Green Lantern so, were great. Yeah, you know, Paul, I would be really curious if, if you would read it and to see what you thought of it. And if he can get back on this book with someone holding the reins, because he's going to be writing Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns. I'm pissed off that it's Hal Jordan in space. Hal Jordan works best at home, on Earth, dealing with extraterrestrial invasions, some just bullshit going on in Coast City, some of his classic so villains at, on Earth. Is there not a Green Lantern title? Oh, there is a Green Lantern title. Hal Jordan, Jon Stewart, Guy Gardner, all your favorites. They're sent off into deep space. They don't get to do anything that I want them to fucking do. Okay. But your home Green Lanterns are going to be Jessica Cruz and Simon Bass. Who? Right. Your Justice League Green Lanterns, Jessica Cruz and Simon Bass. Diversity. And we and we know them from... Nothing. Oh. You know them from Jeff John, the very end of Jeff John's Green Lantern run. And Je- that's where he introduced Simon Bass. And, like, 
I'm not even going to get into it. No, go ahead. We're and Jessica Cruz is from Justice, Jeff John's Justice League run. Mm-hmm. So, two Jeff John's created characters, you know, we're bringing diversity into the into the lineup, and I get it, but I don't want to read those characters. I want to read Hal Jordan and Batman. Like, I want to read their relationship together. Like, I don't need two fucking rookie Green Lanterns that I don't give a shit about. So, wait, 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 on wait, wait. it's called team. Green Lanterns. Right. Okay, so there is no Green Lantern title. No, there's Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns and Which Green sounds Lanterns. Like, sounds like a... Kids band from the eighties, doesn't it? Well, like, Jordan and the Green Lantern. I think they were opening for Gem and the Holograms, but I'm not sure. That would be awesome. I'll be at the Misfits show. Jesus. Though. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna check out both books, uh, just because I, I I have the tattoo, I feel obliged. I'm gonna give Robert Venditti another chance. That's good of you. Uh, hopefully, he's got uh, someone's controlling the reins and you know pull him in a little bit. Uh, Matt, is there anything? that you're instantly excited about? Uh, no. I can't say that I am. Nothing. Uh, n- no. However, I'm in- I'm excited enough to check out a number of things in spite of my lack of excitement. Maybe that's just the optimist in me that wants this to be good, but I'm going to check out Superman because I believe Superman can be a great title, but it seldom is. Um, I probably will be checking out some Batman titles, However, not the one that has... Um, Detective Comics, right? Well, Detective looks really dumb with Clayface as one of Batman's students. Like, give me a break. Um, Written by James <clears throat> Tinian IV? Yeah, and then we have... Isn't he a noted like pizza lover or something like that? Or rapist? I forget what James Tinian or Clayface? Uh, James Tinian. <laughs> then in Batman... Loves we- pizza, loves rape. I feel like we've slandered him in past episodes like that. And then in Batman, we have uh, a few new heroes that are competing for the um, the mantle of Gotham's protector. I don't know. Is that it? Just those two titles? Whatever happened yeah. to robot James Gordon Batman? Do we know? I don't fucking know. You don't know? Uh, they're wrapping all that up right now, and it'll lead into this new Flash, Batman title. Flash could be good because it's, it's written by Joshua Williamson who um, wrote and is still writing Nailbiter and... Uh, Created Nailbiter with Mike Henderson. Right. And um, he also writes... Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on He writes this book called Dead Air. <laughs> um, that was good. Uh, Birthright. There you go. He writes a book called Birthright. Oh, that is him. Yeah, I like Nailbiter a lot, so... I'm- Really interested to check out the Flash. Uh, if the cover artwork is any indication of what the interiors may be like, because that's I'm really the gonna case. be excited. But I don't, I probably don't think that's gonna be the case. Yeah. Um, Green Arrow doesn't doesn't seem to pique my interest at all. Wonder Woman actually looks halfway decent. Uh, written by Greg Rucka, who pretty much is solid on everything that he writes. He's and, been he's been out of the game for a while. This is a uh, like he's coming back for this. Yeah, well, good. Welcome back. Welcome back, Frank. Who's the artist on Wonder Woman? Well, Paul, it's funny you ask. It's a, it's actually Liam Sharp. Liam Sharp? It's not Paolo Sequeira? Uh, no, it'd be Liam Sharp. Huh. Don't know that name. Now, Paolo Sequeira is writing 
uh, Wonder Woman Rebirth, but the ongoing is going to be Liam Sharp. Mm. And Liam Sharp has a very, I don't know what I would compare this to, but I, I want to say it's kind of an older school type uh, artistry, maybe like something you might see in the 70s or 80s. Um, it kind of reminds me of like the old DC title Warlord. Do you guys remember that one? Yep. So that looks kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> Wacky Raceland. Mm, I don't know how that got made. Yeah, um, I saw that too. It's like... Well, that's... Oh, it's really called Wacky Raceland. Yeah, Holy smokes. that's really it's the name like of it. It's like the Hanna-Barbera Wacky Races, but set in... Mad Max post-apocalyptic world. Uh-huh. If they're going to do something, if they have the Hanna-Barbera license and they're going to do something trying to bring those characters into this world, laugh Olympics, people. I mean, it's a <laughs> no-brainer. Holy shit. I don't know what the title's going to be called. Uh, DC's redoing a, a shit ton of Hanna-Barbera properties. Some of them look really weird where uh, the Scooby gang is essentially the Ghostbusters and Scooby has some cybernetic eyepiece that allows him to speak in emojis. Oh, Jesus and some Christ. some weird, some really bizarre <laughs> stuff. But the... Avant-garde yeah, Scooby-Doo. Uh, I don't know what the title is, but it's going to be like Herculoids and Space Ghost and Johnny Quest. And that shit looks really cool. Like, it doesn't look like they're straying too far outside with those initial Hanna-Barbera stories were. I don't know if they're in that. I think that's I specifically Rebirth. But, like, that book looks really neat. So, I'm definitely gonna gonna give that a try. The Batman book that Scott Snyder's doing is gonna be called All-Star Batman. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be him and John Romita Jr. The one start. you were just referencing, is it Future, Future Quest? Quest? Yeah. So, in. yeah, that's the one I'm with the in. Herculoids, and that looks... I don't know, man. There's wacky just... as all shit. Scooby Apocalypse is another title. That seems None of this stuff crazy. is grabbing me. It really They're isn't. also redoing Flintstones. Is anything grabbing you, Paul? From Rebirth? Yeah. yeah. Or Rebirth. Or Rebirth? Yeah, a hand, handful of stuff I'm excited about. Well, that's about. good. Or Rebirth. Rebirth? <laughs> so what's grabbing you, Paul? Uh, I'm going to get Superman. It's the main Superman book. Written by Pete Tomasi with art by Patrick Leeson. Uh, they've been a solid team for me for a long time. Um, going back to their run on Green Lantern Corps, which was fantastic. Uh, I really like their Batman and Robin run right up until the end where they were forced to play nice with all the other oddball Batman storyline shit that was happening. But, uh, you know, I didn't like Damian Wayne. I thought introducing Batman as having an actual biological son was really fucking stupid by Graham Morrison. I still think it's really dumb, and I wish they'd kill him and keep him dead. But yeah, who? Seriously, in, in what comic book community, who are the people that are clamoring like, "Oh, we need more Damien. He's the greatest. Give me more he Damien." He was horrible. Nobody liked him. No, nobody wants him to exist. Can we just get over Graham Morrison's ego for five yeah. minutes and get rid of this stupid character? I hated him until Peter Tomasi wrote him, and he had. Tomasi and Gleason had maybe three full arcs where they could do whatever they wanted with Batman and Damien. And they really made Damien work. Granted, I would still wipe Damien off the plane of existence. But 
for those three those three arcs, I was like, wow, this is really this is really interesting. The the way they're doing this, the way right. the way they're handling this. Um, a lot of the way Peter Tomasi wrote Batman was like the adult version of the animated series. It sounded like that, Bruce. You could hear Kevin Conroy's voice in your head reading that book. You know, you could hear uh, Bull from Night Court. You know, is is Two Face. You could hear, and even the way Patrick Gleason, you know, drew everything with a lot of dark colors and a lot of heavy blacks, it felt like an adult version of the animated series. So, I'm really hoping that Peter Tomasi can get Superman back on track because it's been dog shit. Even like, even when they relaunched the New Fifty Two, I didn't really like anything. The goofy Grant Morrison stuff and the T-shirt and jeans was funky. The, you know, I the like actual that. book by who the fuck did Con Conway or Jerry Ord? I think Jerry Ordway did the art. Yeah, I forget I who wrote so. it, but that was horrible. I actually liked Action Comics for about I don't know five issues until I started to get confused and eventually lost. Well, <coughs> yeah, like, the first arc it was about Clark moving to the city. Yep. He's, you know, thwarting some bad politicians and some muggings and it was, it really felt like what Superman did when he was introduced in the 30s. Yeah, it but was... But then all of a sudden, Grant Morrison kicked in and it was like, well, now we're gonna introduce Val Zod and he's the black Superman from another universe that comes over here, and now it's about Valzad and Steel, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening in this book? And it just got so bizarre. And, like, I understand Grant Morrison's an award-winning writer, and he gets all these accolades, but someone needs to rein his shit in. They never will. What has Tom King written, the the Batman writer? Isn't he the guy that uh, wrote The Vision? Is that right? The new... 50s centric family style vision book over at Marvel. I Was feel it like good. Um, a lot of people really like it. Okay. I don't know anything about it. I've okay. never read it. Um, but I think that that is who that is. We're a terrible show for. If you're here for actual facts, then you're at the wrong show. Yeah, we God have help no, you. We have none of the actual facts. Um,. Ian, I'm I'm having a rough time finding stuff to be really, really excited about. As you mentioned before, Matt, some of the Batman stuff looks kind of good. All Star Batman. I'm a sucker for Batman drawn by artists that I haven't seen him drawn by. Uh, John Romita Jr. is going to be on an arc. I don't dislike Jock as much as everybody else does, so I'm I'm in for that. Sean Murphy is an excellent artist on. Tokyo Ghost, uh, among among other things, I've really enjoyed his work. So, I'll probably get All Star Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know if there's really anything else that that excites me or gets me really in the mood I, to to read. Like none of the Superman stuff's grabbing me. Yeah. Uh, none of the Green Lantern stuff. Flash, there's I, really nothing. Right, like I know me, I know that I'm gonna be too curious, even if I'm not excited. Too curious, I gotta check it out at least for like the A-listers, right? DC's A-listers. Um, but this pales in comparison to the way that I felt when the New Fifty Two was starting. Oh, absolutely! I was so excited about the New Fifty Two. I thought I saw so much potential and so much, um, just. 
so many opportunities as a as a long time kind of peripheral type of DC fan. I felt like this was my chance to really invest in DC Comics. And I did. I did for probably a year and a half until things started falling apart. The New 52 was really bold. It was bold and it worked at first. Yeah, exactly. For the first year, all of the plans that they kind of set out, everything that they set out to do, I feel like they accomplished. They grabbed the new readers. They did things that were different. Those were things that I don't think Marvel ever took a chance on. Marvel never built a dark corner of its universe, like a supernatural kind of universe with Justice League Dark and Swamp Thing and Animal Man. Those things are different and cool that... I think every comic book universe should have, and DC really did a great job with all of that stuff. Yeah, then at some point, the like, the snowball just got too big, and they just went out of control and started doing just bananas shit. Yeah, looking at this preview magazine that we have here, the feeling <laughs> that I had when I was going through the New 52 magazine, it's night and day. I'm like... Well, maybe there are two things in here that I'm kind of excited about. But they're both Batman. And I think that's just Batman biased. Well, there's two Batman books. There's the All-Star Batman. Yeah. And then, oh, then there's, and then I think like regular Batman. Tom looks, King Batman. Yeah, that looks kind of good and with... Batman and Friends. Um, I don't think I'm going to get Batman and Friends. Oh, fuck no. Terrible. I'm going to get all of them. At least an issue. Get, at least... I got to try it. I got to see. Do you think maybe you're a little gun-shy because... You know what the new Fifty Two became? Probably. Yes. I was going to bring that up. That the most damning thing that new New Fifty Two did to this launch is that it had all this excitement and promise that eventually fizzled out. So, but I don't know what DC can possibly do. You know, I mean, they're sort of stuck in between a rock and a hard place. What do you do? It's, do you continue with the new Fifty Two? Yeah. Or do you? It, it, or do you jumpstart it with Rebirth with See, all this new stuff? But we already um, have the freshness of the new Fifty Two in our heads. There's a lot of like new that. stuff coming out in this. Like there's the weird Teen Titans book where they bring Donna Troy back, but they still have some obscure characters that we don't know. They introduce a new Aqualad in that book, but with the but none yeah, of this Green stuff Lantern feels is, as like weird as. Animal Man. Like, Animal oh, Man was oh, super right. fucking weird. Oh, yeah. And that's there's, what there's the no, appeal. There's no Animal Man. There's no Eye Vampire. Right. There's no Justice League Dark. Yeah, there, there's none of that. But the the main characters, I feel like there's really going to be an attempt to keep them as New 52 characters, but yeah. treat them more like the pre-New 52 versions. Right. Like, you know, get rid of Jim Gordon, Robot, Batman. Jesus Christ. And, you know, get back to get back to who those characters were. Then there's goofy stuff like this, the Lex Luthor book where he's going to have a Superman suit. And it makes sense coming out of Jeff Johns' Justice League run right now where he treats Lex Luthor like Zack Snyder should have treated Lex Luthor. Like Clancy Brown in the animated series. Like, um, you know, Constantine may be one of those books that, you know, Ian wants to be a little bit different. This Bloodlines book, too. But... But these aren't rebirths. These are continuing series. Is like it? Constantine's number thirteen. Oh, I thought Constantine Bloodlines was is number be three. New. There, here's the thing you have to understand: there are rebirth books 
and some and then afterwards they may not revert to a number one they'll just keep going so Constantine for example is going to have a rebirth but the next issue after it will be number 13 mm -hmm. I don't know why that is it you know and I'm very much against renumbering shit but that just seems kind of confusing like if you're going to do a rebirth almost like a relaunch the renumbering sort of makes sense like it's it just doesn't feel like they're fully committing like they did to the new 52 the new 52 was so full of opportunities like um you could be any kind of a comic book fan there was something for you right they had all-star western they had i vampire they had um uh the Frank what was the Frankenstein? Oh, Frankenstein and the Creature Commandos. Is that what that was called? Something. No, I don't think that was the name of it. But you know what I'm talking yeah. about. The Frankenstein book. Um, there was Justice a, there League was a Dark war book. was incredible. Amen. Swamp Thing. What? There was a war book. Right. There was a war book. Um, just all kinds of stuff. And this this is just like kind of your A-listers, and some of them doesn't look that great. Isn't some of the initiative like, well, we're going to get back to the roots, and people want these superhero books, and yeah, and that's that's the that's what the rebirth is about. Is it's taking cues from the two thousand five Green Lantern rebirth and the Flash rebirth that they did after that, where the the crux of the event was to take everything that's good about everything that happened to this character up until this point and try to distill it into a new direction for this character. And that's what they're trying to do with all these books, but, like, there's just some books, like, why is there still a fucking Red Hood and Arsenal book? Yeah, like, those are, are the bad why things. Why are they headlining <laughs> a book? Like, I don't think Deathstroke needs to be headlining a book. What's that... What Earth like Earth Two? Earth Two mm. Society. You know what? Drop Earth Two and just bring the Justice Society back on the mm -hmm. same Earth as everyone else. Yeah. Like it created a real legacy feel to the DC universe. You know, it made a sense of time passing possible, which in you know suspended age in comic books, it that that kind of legacy and that history made such a big difference. And that was something that the DC Universe, you know, could really put forward. Because, like, Marvel has that, too. Marvel's kept the same continuity all this time, but DC's stretched back even farther. Yeah, like, it's it not was, quite it was, as... Marvel's isn't quite as layered as DC's. Right, it was, it was more, more generational, and that's something that they just haven't gotten back to yet. And I will never agree with, well, we need to renumber all this stuff, or we need to do fresh stuff. Fuck you. I love comics. And I jumped in in 2000 when we had already had, you know, almost a century of comics behind us already. Quick yeah. cater into that lowest common denominator. Just, you know, write, write good shit. I think well, that's just it. It's like Ian said, well, what can you do at this point? I want to answer. Just write good Superman. Like, write good Batman. There's... It can't be that hard. These are these are characters that have withstood the test of time for, you know, over seventy five years. There's something. There's a formula that's working with these characters. It shouldn't be that difficult. Do you think part of the problem is creators want to come in and leave their stamp on everything? I think like, that's always been a 
I a would, thing that yes. creators want to do. I, I don't would, know if it's a problem. I would write though. Superman, and I would I wouldn't introduce one new thing because there are plenty of awesome things already in that universe that I could fold into what I want to do with them. I think like I don't need to introduce Harper Rowe, the lesbian Robin that calls herself Bluebird. Fuck that. You know what? You you use Dick Grayson, Tim Drake, Jason Todd, or Damian Wayne. You've got, fuck, use Stephanie Brown or Barbara Gordon. Use Onyx. You've got plenty of characters to pick from. We don't need another one. We don't need any more bullshit. Some, at some point in the New 52, there was some underground... I don't even think it was Cadmus, but it was some underground science thing with some new sexy chick scientist that ran it. We don't need that. Use Emil Hamilton. He's a regular character. He's a normal character. He's not sexy enough. He's a really enough. good character. He's not sexy enough. Right, but he has, he's got depth. He's got history. Use Emil Hamilton. You, fuck, you're killing me. You're killing me with this bullshit. Your rage blew out my point. I had something on the tip of my tongue, and then your fury just destroyed it. So I have no mad. idea what I was going to say. And I, like, I know, um, I know Jeff Johns is... Is uh he's part, er, part er, Arabian? I don't know where exactly. He's from Detroit, so that's why he created Simon Baz, who's Arabic from Detroit, and it's a reflection of himself. Guess what, Jeff Johns? We already have four Green Lanterns from Earth. We don't need another one. Jessica Cruz, female, Latino, sexy, I'd fuck her, but. We don't need another one. What do we think about... And her costume's terrible with that weird tattoo thing is, around her eye. It is a terrible Come on. It is a terrible What do we think about the fact that they're introducing a son for Superman? Garbage. You know why because it's garbage? You no, know. you tell me why. I'll tell you why. Tell me why. Let me tell you why. Because in comic books... It's very easy to create new characters. Not good ones, of course, but new characters. Unfortunately, it's literally impossible to kill them. And if this character turns out to suck, which, based on Batman's son... And based on the design for his costume... He's gonna suck. Oh, yeah. And he's never going away. Like, this is here forever. That is a great point, that it's impossible to kill comic book characters. For the longest time, the only characters that stayed dead were... <clears throat> were... Bucky, Bucky, Bucky Barnes? Tim Drake. And then Tim in Drake, the... Jason Todd. And in the same year, they both came back. And they're unkillable now at this the, point. Now the only character that we can be sure is never gonna rise. Don't, is, no, don't say it. It's Uncle Ben. He might come back. So here, so this did new, Arthur Stacy come back? No. No, Martha and Thomas Wayne don't come back either. But that's true. But they're in so many flashback scenes that they might as well be they alive. Never, they never really die. Yeah. If Batman just watched movies, he wouldn't be sad because they get to see they his parents have a all the time. Crossover with Uncle Ben and Martha and, and Thomas Wayne. So Paul Kent's come back. This new, the new Super Son, Jonathan Kent. Stupid. He's the son of the pre-New Fifty Two Superman and Lois Lane. 
So everyone, they relaunched the new 52. Everyone was mad that they eliminated that continuity. They were like, we'll throw you a bone. We'll give you your old Superman. He's not going to look anything like your old Superman. He's going to wear a black outfit and have a beard. But that's trust us, that's your guy. And he's going to have a son with Lois Lane. Lois Lane's going to be Superwoman in this new uh, Rebirth continuity, oh, by boy. the way. How, oh, is that what, is that how, what it is? How, how's we that don't happen? know what Lois Lane from what Earth but Superwoman is going to be Lois Lane. How did that So their happen? kid, Jonathan Kent, because Jeff Johns had to write this bullshit with Andy Kubert years ago where he was honoring the Christopher Reeve movie where he gets a swerve on in the big silver bed. That's where that comes from. Does super birth equal superpowers for Lois Lane? Is that how that happens? The kid was stuck in the Phantom Zone and then they break it open and then he comes out, so... But, so now it's Bruce Wayne's biological son, Damien, and old Clark Kent's biological son, Jonathan Kent. They're going to be in a book called Super Sons. Right. Now, can we back up for a second? Yeah. Um, the Superman that's in the Rebirth comic, is that the new 52 Superman? Yes. Okay. There wh- are two Clark Kents in this current universe. Oh, yeah, because that's what everyone wanted, right? They wanted multiple Supermans. Is that what the people were clamoring for? <laughs> is What's, that what the people want? No, nobody wants that. Then why is this happening? What's most irritating to me is that years ago when Jeff Johns wrote Teen Titans, you had a really great Tim Drake Robin and Connor Kent Superboy who were such different characters from Batman and Superman. They weren't their biological kids. You know, Connor Kent was had half Lex Luthor's DA, DNA, DA, DNA. And they were they were su- such interesting characters dealing with, you know, Tim Drake being his own thing and, you know, he saw the rift between Batman and Dick Grayson. So, you know, he was trying to be his own guy but maintain that relationship with Bruce and not leave like Dick. And Connor's trying to deal with being part Superman and part Lex Luthor. And they had such a really unique bond as individual characters. And this one, it's like, oh, well, you're fucking Batman's kid. Oh, you're Superman's kid. Like, it just takes that extra layer of interest out of those characters. Yeah. Now I don't give a shit. And Superboy's costume is garbage. It looks like he got it at Hot Topic. Like one of those hoodies, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, and, don't and get me started on Chinese, Chinese Superman. Superman. What the serious heck I almost said the F word, but I'm trying to keep this PG. Is that what we're going to do now? I don't... want to keep it PG? I think we failed all, like, in the first 90 seconds, so... Of this episode? Oh, yeah. Of every episode. Of, of, have we ever of all gone, time. Have we ever gone an episode We haven't. We haven't tried. We've had requests to do that. You know what? And to that, Fuck we that. say... <laughs> there we go. I don't think that we can do it. Um, Chinese Superman, what? Come on, Paul. What's going on? Oh, I, I have no idea what's going on with that. Why don't we get an Afghani Superman, too, while we're at it? And hey, you know what? A Russian... Oh, wait, there he did there that. I did that. That was pretty good. But... It was um, an Elseworlds story. It was an Elseworlds, but it was good. You know who wrote what? that? I'll tell you who wrote it. Tell me. Mark Miller. Mm. Did I get that right? I want to um, say... Is it Mark Millar? It's one of them. Did he write Red Sun? 
Yeah, how do you wrote Red Sun? You might be right. I'm not going to question you. Oh, it's probably wise to do so, because I, I think I pulled that out of my ass. Tonight, we've learned that diversity rules all. Is that what we've learned? That's what this new version of the DC Universe is really striving to do. Like, I don't... I don't... I, honestly, I don't understand the Chinese Superman bit. I don't understand why there's more than one Superman in the universe to begin with. Three. Now we have three. Oh, plus Superboy. Uh, and yeah. there's a Supergirl, too, and a Superwoman. Yeah, Lois Lane, Super Lady. I don't, like, stop. Let's make some why new characters. Cast, like, expanding. Branch out and do stuff with the already existing characters that we never give a fuck about. Can't they just do a Batman series that's, I don't know, about Batman? Is he really that uninteresting that we need so many peripheral characters to, like, flesh it out? Same with Superman. They they have great casts, right? Like existing casts, rogue galleries, whatever. Why are we creating new bullshit? Superman book. You get Superman, Lois, Perry, and Jimmy. Go. And whatever villains you want. Maybe that's... But as far as, like, supporting cast, you want to use Ron Troop, knock yourself out. Whoa, what? I don't right. even know who that but is. But that, that's, that's what you get. You know, Emil Hamilton, sure, but like we don't. Maybe don't that's need all what. This other shit. Maybe that's what Rebirth should be. It should be an edited version of the DC universe. They should have had a mandate where they came down and said, "Okay, check it out, Rebirth." But guess what? You don't get to create any new characters, any new powers, any new children. Nothing new. We're gonna remix the things that were already established make those work they've worked for a hundred years now yeah i mean there's there's plenty of bones to start with to build up that foundation from i don't i want to i oh my god i wish i could be in the fucking planning meeting when they were like chinese superman go i'd like to know who championed that or even whenever they did african batman when, when the new 52 launched. Yeah, the Batwing. Yeah, or by Batwing, yeah. And how's that title going? Uh, I believe cancelled. Huh, I couldn't see that coming. Come on. Use your head. Yeah, I mean, like, we did we did that when the new 52 started. We were like, these, all these books are dead. Right. And they were. They so, were dead. So Some why, took maybe a few issues. You want to write these down? Yeah, why don't we do that right now? Why, okay. don't, we, right. why don't we call for, we're going to go down the list, and we're going to call which books will be cancelled Starting with, do we want to start with action comics? That's not going to be canceled, right? Uh, do you want to do it, Matt? All right, action's yeah, so we'll, not going to get canceled. Yeah. Um. Hold on one second. I, I got to go through here because some of this shit, like I'm looking at like the number ones, but like the new shit. Yeah. Um. Because there's a lot of stuff that's not. I've got a list here. No, go ahead. Okay. Action, no. Aquaman? No. No. Batman? No. No, but but you're going to see a revamp on it quickly. New creative team within within the first eight issues. Detective Comics, that's going to also be completely rehauled. Yep. Flash? Flash will be good. Flash will be good. Flash might be the standout because of that writer on that book. Yeah. Green Arrow? I don't think that Green Arrow... 
is going to make it. I think Green Arrow is going to do the same thing it's been doing since the new 52. It's going to be shifting creative teams every 6 to 12 issues, and it'll sell just enough to keep writing it, but it's not going to be a breakout right, book. Right. Green Lanterns, that's going to be Green Lantern, and it's going to be Hal Jordan within... Uh, twelve months. You know, it's, it's not gonna be that book's gonna be that. You think gonna, so? They're gonna force that book through. Ram it down the throats. It's going the four way arcs before anything changes. It's going the way of the Red Lanterns. It'll be done in fourteen issues. Red so, Lanterns lasted. Red Lanterns got up into the thirties. Did it really? Red Lanterns That's was around crazy. the longest. Yeah. Th- this one. This one will, at the very least, have a title change, and it'll be called the Green Lantern. And they're going to have to pick one or the other, right. I think. 14 issues, some kind of major shakeup, if not cancellation. Superman. That's fine. Super, I think Superman's going to... Superman's going to be good. It's not going to be the darling of the the new run, but... What I think is going to be the good. darling? Oh, Flash. Maybe Flash so yeah. far. Wonder Woman? That'll be okay, I think. Wonder Woman's going to be good. Batgirl? Rucka's been out of the game for Bad a while. Girl? I think is that even batteries a thing? are going to be recharged. And I didn't notice that Nicola Scott yeah. is one of the alternating artists, and I love Nicola Scott, so I'm probably going to give that a shot. I don't remember seeing Batgirl in here, to be honest uh, with you. Yeah, Batgirl by Hope Larson and Raphael Albuquerque. I mean, just because... The tuna guy? <laughs> DC has a vested interest in making fun, different, cool Batgirl work. No matter what those sales numbers actually are, do you know anybody that has purchased Batgirl? Because I don't. I was no, getting I don't it. Either. I was getting it for a while, but I didn't think it was all that well written. Like I wanted doesn't, to like doesn't it. Doesn't matter. Super fun. Super progressive. That's what we like. So Batgirl, that's gonna keep going. Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Uh, I think I think if it's oh, treated like Batgirl, that's gonna be around. That's gonna that's gonna make it a little bit. Uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, that'll be good. Well, the, it'll be around. I don't know if it'll be good or not. Justice League, that's going to be good. That'll be all right. Brian Hitch, Tony Dan. Solid. Yeah, solid book. Um, Nightwing? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I, I might even get that because it's going back to classic Dick Grayson as Nightwing in not, blue Not uniform. as James Bond. Exactly. We're going to get some legit Nightwing. The Superman, that's the no. Asian Superman. Less than 12. Yeah. Titans, number one. Mm. Abnett and Brett Booth. Maybe 12 Brett issues. Booth. Maybe 18 that's issues. A little... Yeah, may- maybe, maybe 18. Brett Booth is garbage. Whole <laughs> star I, I totally knew he was going to say garbage, and I knew he was going to say just like that. <laughs> what is Brett Booth, Paul? Garbage. Also, our Batman. That's gonna yeah. Be fine. That's gonna that's gonna go a long time. It, it might suck. I mean, I thought Scott Snyder was great at Batman for a long time, but now I don't really know. Cyborg. That's gonna get canceled. <laughs> Actually, I think that might do okay. Uh, Deathstroke. Uh, eh. Yeah, Deathstroke will be like Suicide Squad. It'll just keep going because people think it's cool when it's really not <clears throat> another thing that people think it's cool when it's really not harley quinn oh yeah that's gonna keep going no that's matter gonna what hell or high water hellblazer that's getting canceled is it 
fuck yeah. Hellblazer. They'll, they'll yeah. shuffle it around again. It's they'll, they'll rename it Constantine. Then they'll rename it Hellblazer. Wait, what? Then they'll rename it Constantine's Hellblazer. <laughs> That's getting canceled. Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Can we please cancel that? I want to cancel that now. It it's called. It's called Constantine the Hellblazer. That's the title <clears throat> of the book. I just have the Hellblazer on here. Yeah, I mean, you, can see you know what? Yeah. How about you cancel Constantine the Hellblazer and just write Justice League Dark again? Because that, that shit book was, was good. Great. It was really awesome. Wasn't that Snyder? Um, that was Lemire. Oh, well, I think it's fuck did, you, Jeff Lemire. Did it start fuck off as somebody? It started off as these properties. Hold on, it started off as somebody other than Lemire. It might have been Snyder for six issues, and then transitioned to mm. Lemire and was right. better. But I it always had Michael Jannon as the artist, and that's what made that book because he drew some really creepy shit. That's yeah. why I'm gonna get that Tom King. I don't think it was ever because Michael Jannon. It was it was somebody else though, but. It yeah. wasn't Lemire the whole time. Lemire came on around issue seven or eight. Suicide Squad. Mm. I mean, because of the the movie, maybe it might have some legs. Who's, I'm not, Jim uh, Rob Williams is writing. Uh, Jim Lee, Philip Tan on art. I don't like those characters. What Super, was it? Uh, that was that was Suicide Squad. Oh, um, S- Superwoman. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, Blue Beetle. See ya. No, no way. No. Justice League America, twice monthly, with no writer and uh, no artist. I can't attached. imagine that's still going to be the Brian Hitch joint. No. There's no there... way he's writing the other one and this one. Yeah. And. Not enough information. Yeah. Okay. So, also, our verdict to be. Uh, right. Announced Super Sons, terrible, um, terrible. I'm gonna buy them just to like them on fire. Thirteen issues, maybe. Supergirl, that looks kind of fun. Supergirl will be okay. Is there a writer attached to that? Steve Orlando. No. Did somebody get this right? Peter Milligan on Justice League Dark when it first started. So nobody got that right. Wow. I got it as far as it was somebody other than Jeff Lemire. <laughs> so it was. I get uh, credit. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was issue. Um, sorry. One through six. Um, Trinity Francis Manipool. Yes, that looks kind of that's kind of fun, right? I love Francis Manipool. He's going to be writing and drawing. Matt thinks he's a hack, but if he it's Francis Manipool, he generally does classic versions of these characters. He's going to be doing Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. I'm in. Don't even need to think about it. Batman Beyond. Dan Jurgens. Nope. Teen Titans. No. Who's writing Teen Titans? Ben Percy with Who's... John Boy Myers on art. Teen Titans the art looks good, good, but the the cast, like it's like we're gonna get we'll bring back Donna Troy, but we're also gonna give you some weirdo stuff. Yeah. Bring I don't back know, the that, old, that the might old be crew. might be a, a sleeper. So what we'll have to do is next April we will come back after a, a year or however long we want to do. We'll come back and we'll listen to this episode again and we'll see who is right, who is wrong. The upsets, the dead-on exact predictions that we had. I, I, would, like to, I would like to be wrong. I feel like uh, you know, New 52 was so bombastic that there was like the, the hype around it. and They were just changing so much. This feels more like all-new, all-different DC. 
we're just gonna slap some band-aids and new creative teams over stuff we're not really serious about making this line great again it's just such a bummer that like that things didn't work out with the new 52 because because of the way that it started we saw the potential we experienced it you know yeah. like we we lived it we lived it and we knew that it was legitimate but it was almost like they were like they couldn't get out of their own way Matt did you go out on midnight whenever the new 52 dropped were you at the comic book shop uh, no, I didn't... No? No. Actually, I think I was... It was Thanksgiving Eve, I want to say. Nope. Was nope, it Thanksgiving nope, Eve? Nope. It came... No? It, it or started September? in September. Okay. Um, it was, but it was a midnight thing, though, because I know 100% I was there Did for you midnight. do the midnight? I did. I, Me I did and not. Don Yossi did it. I, um, I would have, but I was out of town that weekend, so... Or that week. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, I did not take advantage. Um, I... I want to say I got a couple digital books, though. That was when I very first started getting into digital comics because it was at that time that DC really took the first step toward saying, hey, look, this shit's going to come out day and date in print and digital. And, you know, Marvel then followed suit. Like, they were paving the way for the way that I know Ian and I consume probably more than half of our comics now. Yeah, and I'm even, I have a, a different way that I'm doing a lot of my books. The books that I'm not all that excited about, I know that Image does it, DC does it, where they'll discount a little bit. They'll take, they'll knock a dollar off after it's been out for mm -hmm. about a month or two or something. And some things that I don't need to read right away, I'll wait a month yeah. and then I'll buy it for a little bit cheaper on, on my iPad. So, uh, very quickly, uh, before we wrap up the episode, um, one of the big things is DC is is adjusting their prices, right? So they're kind of going back to the two ninety nine price point. Um, what do we think about that? Do you have any general thoughts, Paul? I like it, uh, but where they get you is that a lot of these books are going to be bi monthly. Yeah, whatever. I'm fine with that. Yeah. If it's a good enough book, I don't care if it's bi monthly. Quite frankly, I have trouble remembering what happens issue to issue because a there's 30 days in between, and I got a lot of shit going on in those 30 days. Busy businessman. And B, well, just like any adult would, it was much easier when you were a kid, right? Because you just have less shit in your life. So, um, and then B, uh, what was my second point? I did have one, Paul. I feel like you've done B five times. Uh, so, A, you have a lot of shit going on, and B... <clears throat> We're just gonna have to come back to that one. Yeah, I like it. The so long as they're two ninety nine, I don't care about the bi monthly stuff. Like I think if so long as they hold that price. And B right with that. they weren't that good anyway. So they weren't memorable to begin with. However, if these end up being good comic books <coughs> if they end up being good comics, hey, get I'll take two a month. That's fine. Right. I can, I can handle six dollars if it's good. I agree. I can do that. So uh, the downside is, I bet you this two ninety nine price point won't last a whole lot more than a year, if that. I think I think on the heavy hitters, it won't be too long until you start seeing three fifty, three ninety nine on you know Batman, yeah. action comics, yep. shit like that. So um, and in a way, that's the nature of the beast these days. So it it is, but that doesn't mean that I have to like it. Right, and it doesn't mean you have to buy it either. 
But if DC is going to go ahead and leave all these titles at two ninety nine for a full year of bi monthly books for a full year, I'm alright with that. I kind of wish that they would adopt the same strategy that Marvel has with the you purchase the book, you also get a code to have a free digital download right. as well. Yeah, um, I that's something that I really like that that, that Marvel does. That I wish DC. Yeah, would DC get on board would with it. would make you, and I guess they still do, but they'll make you buy the digital combo pack, which is poly bagged. Which has the code in it, you know, because nobody's allowed to open that poly bag up and check it out. And uh, those were, I believe, four or five ninety nine. So they charged you extra to get both versions. Whereas Marvel just overcharges to begin with, and then you feel like you're getting some kind of value. So fuck you both. It's a good thing that I don't buy any Marvel books anyway. Really? It's been a long time. Yeah. A lot of DC, a lot of image. Imagean. That actually Imagean. has a better ring to it, yeah, doesn't it? Double I. Look out. Imagean. And on that note, Imagean, why don't we wrap this episode up tonight? Sounds good to me. Any parting thoughts about DC's rebirth? Just about a month away, May 25th. I, I, everything's going to get kicked off. I hope my skepticism gives way to just total excitement and enjoyment when they finally come out. Um, I am going to be checking out a lot of these. But we'll see. I'm going in with an open mind. I hope even books like Green Lantern with characters I'm not crazy about. I hope the creative team is able to turn it on. I'd like to pass along some two final thoughts from not myself, but two creators I've been talking about a lot on here. Eric Larson from the Savage Dragon has a tweet regarding Rebirth saying, seriously, a two-year-long story which goes across your their entire line and they spell their demise. They're stupid, and then there's DC stupid. And Ouch. this house's own favorite artist, Rob Liefeld, says, what has Dan DeDier contributed to comics history? What's his milestone marker? Jim and Jeff are legendary talents with championship resumes. So, skeptical eyes... Pretty big words from two of the industry's, you know, legendary 90s artists. Well, I guess. I guess we'll, we'll see what's up. So, don't take it from us who spent an hour slamming Rebirth. Take it from Rob Liefeld and Mark Larson as well. That's going to do it for the episode tonight. Thanks to everyone for listening. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian, image Ian Chartley. And Marvel Matt Cassell. That hey, that goes a Marvel Madden image in. Wow, it's like that whole Martha, double Martha revelation. Good night. Paper cuts Paul. You folks. didn't say more.